Texarkana's longest-running sports talk show, Vineyard, with Zach and the Professor, on 107.9, The Fan. Good afternoon and welcome to Leaving the Yard. What normally I would say is Zach and the Professor instead. Dodger Danny Williams sitting in today. Tony Kirk uh, out of town today. He'll be back tomorrow. And uh, A, appreciate you coming in. Absolutely. B, hate you had to come in today. Yep, me too. For those who uh, have uh, been out of uh, the pocket maybe today, out of pocket, not the pocket, out of pocket today, maybe didn't get a chance to... uh, Hop on any of the uh, Facebook feeds coming out of our family of radio stations. Didn't hear Tony this morning, last part of the uh, Power Hour. We had the worst news that, that we've had in a long time here, which is the passing last night of our uh, our dear friend and colleague, Keith Schutte. Um I am still not right. Now I got woke up this morning. I actually looked at my phone this morning to see what time it was and had a text message from who will be our guest at 515, uh, Texas High's athletic director and head football coach Jerry Stanford telling me that Keith had passed away um, last night. And has all day. It's just been, you know, I've talked to folks who I hadn't talked to in a long time. I've talked to um, Keith's wife. Um, just everybody is that I've talked to has just been in that same kind of walking around stupor of you got to be kidding me wasn't sick no he called the game on Friday I mean called the game Thursday and Friday was in good spirits it seemed I mean other than that we lost but he was there calling the game I talked to him Saturday on my way home from the Liberty Ilo game I texted back and forth Sunday um, not any. There's there was no inclination. Anything was amiss. He was in good health, but apparently wasn't. And in, in talking to uh, his wife, the, the thought may have been either a stroke or an aneurysm. That you know did it like that. It, there was no lingering. There was and and we're all left behind. Going, what happened? When when did that happen? When there's no clue. Nothing. You know, it's one thing to have to go through a lingering long disease. It's another thing to have that. And so everybody is in a bit of shock today, me included. And so, you know, we're going to spend the first part of the program today talking a little bit about Keith. When Jerry comes on at 5.15, we'll get it from the perspective of having worked with him really closely over the last five years since Jerry's been the head coach at Texas High. And just to try to get a little bit more of a feel. You know, I... I, the paper called me today, the, the Texarkana Gazette did, wanting some quotes. And so I was going back trying to think of how far back Keith and I go. And for those of you who have been friends of this show, either in this iteration or before Tony joined me when it was with Jeff Aiken or before that when, when uh, I was across town um, doing news talk with with Buck Evinger. Um, I first met Keith over on College Drive 
when Robert Rankin, who's another friend who left way too soon, uh, we were doing a NASCAR show. Big Daddy and I were doing NASCAR, the Big Daddy NASCAR show. That's awesome. And, I mean, I did the show but wasn't really a fan of NASCAR. It was it was Robert's deal. He loved racing. And we filled an hour. And the longer we did it, the more I'm like, you know, we ought to find somebody that knows something about the local racing scene here. The Highway 67 scene here, because Robert was out there all the time on, on Saturday nights attending the races. And he brought up Keith's name. He said, well, I know a guy out there, the PA guy. He, he might be willing to do it. And Keith worked his way into the show. We had a local segment that was Keith. And then Robert and I did the rest of this. And slowly, I started moving my way back away from going, you guys need to do this. You guys both love racing. I don't love racing. I watch racing, but I don't love racing. You guys love this. It ought to be you, you guys doing the show together. And that's where it started. And we pulled Keith into radio. Keith had had a history of doing country music back in the day. Keith, of course, was the police chief in Hooks. Uh, but my first contact with Keith it had to be something in the neighborhood 20-ish years ago. And I remember when I moved here, the promos for your show, but then the promos for his show in the evening. Yeah. And uh, I can oh, still yeah. remember, like, the little, you know, call for it. And it's in, until I met Keith, I didn't really, you know, I'd put two and two together. Yep. It's crazy. So that's where we started. And then I asked, when my own, my oldest son was playing high school football. They needed somebody to do a studio show. And so I said, well, I'll come in and do the studio show, but then somebody's going to have to call Pleasant Grove, and Keith agreed to do that. So for one season, I didn't watch the Hawks play because I was doing a studio show, and Keith and Tony did PG. In fact, I did one game that year. It's the only game they won that year. <laughs> and, and so that got him into doing football, and he moved over to Ashdown and did games in Ashdown for a few years and then teamed up with, uh, with Al Hanna when, when Robert Taylor had enough and was ready to move off and and uh so keith kind of became al's chauffeur right and helped carry the equipment up for al and and really was kind of the color guy but he took care of al drove al wherever al needed to go to get to the games because al's you know was not great eyesight anymore and and didn't like driving so keith really became you know driving mr al around <laughs> And then when Al passed away, then Keith took that mantra over of becoming the voice of the Tigers. You know, it's as as this day's gone through, and I start thinking about the number of people who had interaction with Keith over the years. Tony called him Renaissance Man this morning. It's one of the things Lori Dunn asked me about when she did the interview with me a little while ago, and that was all of Keith's stuff. And just unpeeling the layers of Keith. All the things stuff. that he did. All of them. He loved voice tracking radio here. He started doing country music voice tracking of radio, which really brought his radio and country music back together again. But I just, I mean, blown away. We, we sat on this show yesterday and had this conversation, not having a clue that, you know, hours later, this would be tonight's 
conversation. You know, Tony and I were talking yesterday about social media stuff and and people kind of you know going out there after the media around here for not covering stuff as well as we would they would wish we would and and I, I brought up even the I I, I, yeah, I go back and listen to it from last night brought up the conversation about you know we're not all young anymore no what happens when we're gone what happens when we're gone right well, I didn't realize I was going to have to have this conversation 24 hours later and say what happens when we're gone now for yeah. real and it's just you know it's a gut punch today Keith was just a great guy I don't know anybody that that you know just didn't have a great relationship with Keith. I talked to Barry Norton this morning, and you know he, he said it really well. If, if you're friends with Keith, you're friends with Keith. Yep. You know if he's your friend, he was your friend. Vince Minner said the same thing. Uh, just I don't know. Yeah, I started doing pitch count for Texas High's varsity team, and he would send me a lineup every game because he would get it early, um, and so I'd always get a text message. And there were a couple times he sent me the message. And then he, there'd be a question mark after it. Ten minutes later, I'm like, "Oh, sorry, Keith, I'm I'm not gonna be there today. I'm not counting pitches today." Oh, okay, you know, I just want to make sure you were in the loop. You know, he was always making sure that everybody had what they needed. And he really reached out to Matt Riddle and Brandon Wells when they started doing Arkansas High stuff. Uh, you know, I wasn't in town doing Longview things, and so he reached out a lot to them and tried to mentor them a little bit and took care of them a little bit for that, but. Yeah, I, one of the questions Lori Dunn asked me about was, you know, tell me a little bit about Keith and blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I laugh about this. Tony and I laugh about it together constantly when we would talk about Keith because I think Keith learned this from Al and took it to the extreme. Tony and I usually come rolling in <laughs> shortly before the game starts. Not always because of choice. I mean, we teach school, and so right. we, you can't always get out when you want to to get to a place, especially if it's far off. But even even a home game, I'll be honest with you, uh, we're we're never there. You know, more than forty five minutes or so before the start because that's about how much time I need. I'll, I'll set my stuff up. We'll make sure it works. We'll get whatever we need. Baseball game, you'll get a lineup. Football game, you've already got it. You get something to eat. You sit down. You turn it on, and away we go. And I'm I'm not exaggerating, and I'm not lying. And he learned this from Al, I'm sure. Keith loved being there early, early, <laughs> and almost to the point where, like I said, we laugh about it because we'd be on the road starting to go to a game. We're wondering, all right, we're two and a half hours from our drive to where we got to go. I bet I bet old Keith's already at the ballpark waiting, and most of the time he was. Yep. He, he was that passionate about his thing. He was that passionate about the Tigers. He was that passionate about being as as well-prepared as he could be. When I, when I said to people before about doing this job, not this one, calling games, in, people don't have an, any idea about preparation for it. You really don't. Until you do it, then you find out, oh, crap, it's not just I got to get a lineup card, coach, five minutes from now, it's you want to know records. You want to know teams they beat. You want to know where kids are going to college. You want to know something about the coach. You want to know, you know, what's been has there been an injury in this program that's changed the direction? There's so many factors you want to know. It's harder with football because there's so many kids. It's easier with basketball and baseball because you're only dealing with about a dozen ish. 
But Keith and I would talk about prep stuff for games and how long it would take. And he loved it, which made him so good. Right. He made him good at what he did because he knew when he walked in, he was prepared. Nothing was going to surprise him. And, you know, that's the style that he used and did. And, you know, you applaud him for it. Yep, he was always prepared, very, you know, could stay the course, even if something big happened. Like, you know, we had an incident at Texas High, you know, this year with at the basketball game. And, you know, he didn't – he was cool as a cucumber, just kept kind of just <laughs> saying what was going on. I re-listened to that like three or four times, and I couldn't believe it. Just, well, there's there's a little skirmish here, you know. And it, it was way bigger than that, but he was just, no, nope, we're good, you know. It was just no big deal, you know. Exactly right. Um I'll tell you what, um, Jason Boston, who has been Keith's partner calling the football games for the last couple of years. Keith's had three, well, a couple of different partners. Jack Martin calls basketball. Keith does baseball solo, but he's had Jason for the last couple of years doing football. And uh, Jason's going to come on with Tony tomorrow morning. So when you uh, hop on for Kirk and Company tomorrow, they're going to talk a lot about traveling with Keith and prepping with Keith and calling games with Keith. Uh, Keith and I had very few times to actually work together. We actually had a lot of fun. The only times we really actually worked together were the last couple of years of the Arkansas High, um, Texas High baseball games. Which was really cool to listen to. Where he would call when Texas High was at bat, I would call when Arkansas High was at bat because at the time I was doing the Razorback games. And that was the only time, really, we got a chance to sit down and work together. Even though we'd both been asked about, hey, can you guys want to do – we both do the same thing when you call games. Right. We're both play-by-play guys. We're not color guys. And it just wouldn't have been a good marriage. It's a great marriage for me and Tony. It's a great marriage for Keith and Jason. It would not have been a great marriage for Keith and I because we're used to calling – we're used to being the alphas calling a game. Sure. And you can't have two alphas calling a game where it becomes a mess. But uh, those were so much fun to be able to do, and we got to do them a couple of years in a row, uh, including one in a rain mm. thing last year. That was just it was just fun. But uh, I just want to pass that along. Coach Stanford's going to join us here in a minute. We're going to take the break. I'm going to get him on the phone. We'll get him a chance to talk a little bit about uh, Keith Shooty. We're remembering our friend today as he passed away last night, and uh, we're going to do this for about half the program. We'll get back into talking other sports stuff the second half, but. Today, we thought it was a priority to spend some time talking about him. So we're going to take a break. We'll get Coach Stanford on the phone in just a couple of minutes, and we will continue here on The Fan. 1079 Chuck Zach, Dodger Danny Williams, coming at you live this afternoon. When you've escaped the screens and the sun bathes everything in a golden glow, and your friend hands you a cold, organic beer that tastes as perfect as nature itself. That's pure gold. Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, the first national USDA-certified organic beer. Organic by nature. Enjoy responsibly 2020 Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, St. Louis, Missouri. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty ILO, leopard pride never dies. 
Our connections make powerful things happen, uniting individuals and communities. We are Rotary. We are people of action. With over 1 million members, we know what people can do when they come together. Around the world, generations of leaders build new friendships and solve problems, turning great ideas into reality. Take action with us. Find out more at rotary.org action. Right now, our country feels divided, but there's a place where people are coming together. I gotta tell you, I was nervous to talk to someone so different than me. Me too, but I'm glad we are. Love Has No Labels and One Small Step are helping people with different political views, beliefs, and life experiences come together through conversation, and it feels good. Wow, your story is so... Uh, Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> When people actually sit down, talk, and listen to one another, they can break down boundaries and connect as human beings. At lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step, you can listen to amazing, life-changing conversations and find simple tools to start a conversation of your own. I know one thing. This conversation gives me hope. It gives me a lot of hope, too. Take a step toward bringing our country and your community together by having the courage to start a conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. It's about 18 minutes after 5 o'clock. Uh, we were waiting on a call back from Jerry Stan. Not a big deal. Uh, I did get, and I, it's up on my phone. I wish I'd written it down, but I, I'm 99% sure arrangements uh, were kind of sent out today um, for Keith Schutte, who we were talking about in the first segment. Uh, I believe visitation is going to be from 6 to 8 at Chapelwood on Wednesday with a... Uh, a graveside service, I believe. I think graveside service. Service is going to be Thursday at like 2 o'clock in Hooks. Uh, I don't have the, the church. It's, up, again, up on my phone, which is being used today for Facebook purposes. But uh, we'll make sure we get that uh, out there for anybody that may be interested in that. But, um, yeah, that was sent to me probably about 45 minutes ago. Yeah, it's good that uh, they're having that in the week because a lot of his uh, colleagues are – calling games this weekend and it would have been tough for them to get there and so we can pay homage to the man that was Keith shooting well and we started to talk about the 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 different things those different things included having spent time in law enforcement for so many years absolutely in the court system as a bailiff now over in new boston so as i said we start peeling back labels and you're going to have a whole bunch of different people's not just people in radio right in fact probably more people in law enforcement who were friends with and colleagues of Keith's for 30 years who would be uh, the people you would expect probably to see more of than anybody else. But anybody I've talked to from the Hooks area, just blown away. Yeah, blown away by it. In fact, our, our friend from down the hall, when I talked to him this afternoon after school, he went, Keith and Kevin? Oh, yes, Keith and Kevin. Because after all, they are twins, and right. it's, that's who they are in, uh, in Hooks. Hey, you're on the uh, phone here in the yard. Oops. Coach Stanford. I have a phone. you got to be kidding me. Phone not working today. 
Yep, he's calling me, and I got a phone I can't get to work. Well, that's just a pain in the neck. That's fun. I can't hear you, so I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to hang up on you, Coach, and we'll have to try this when we get the phone working. Apologize for that. Sorry about that. So then there's that. My phone's not working, so we'll see if we can't uh, get out of uh, a break and uh, reset the phone and get maybe Coach Stanford on here in just a couple of minutes. Unbelievable. We keep uh, we keep on having faux pas. This is how it's been for the last uh, day or two. But uh, anyway, I've got you, and we'll talk other stuff. We'll get to the break, and we'll see if we can't get the phone reset when we uh, hit the break. I've got Dodger Danny in here, obviously, today. You were hanging out with the Tigers this past week. Yep. For the uh, season-ending series against Lucas Lovejoy, which uh, you told me on on Thursday, I guess it was, that they were really, really good. Keith said best infield he'd seen, and I don't know in how long he'd seen, but he said best infield he'd seen. Yeah, they're they're really good. They got a lot of commits. Um, their two pitchers from the left side, you know, were really good. Uh, we hung in there, uh, but just fell short. But um, I see them going a long way. They have White House this week, um, and they can get through White House, which I think they can. They'll just keep mowing on through the playoffs. And, of course, within that same district, Hallsville and Longview play this weekend as Correct. well. Yep. Tell you what, uh, if, if you're looking for a measure of how good is 15-5A this year, we're into the third round. Three of the four are still there. The one that's not took on a top, what, 10-team, 5-team yep. in the state. And, and fell to them. You know you're going to have at least one team, possibly two in the regional uh, semifinals yep. on this side of the bracket. And if White House wins and then the winner of Hallsville, they could both win next week and be in the regional final against each other. Crazy. Which is insane. So so tell me, how good is this district? You've yep. seen every one of the games, every one of the teams. Yep. How good is this district, Ben? I mean, the, Hallsville and White House had some dudes and – uh, they were really good. Um, you know, Texas High was young, and but they proved that they belonged as well. Um, Longview, you know, they're always good, you know. And uh, I don't know how deep any other district was. You know, they have, you know, one or two at the top. But one through four, as it's shown through the playoffs so thus far, I mean, it was really, really good. High caliber baseball. You mentioned Texas High being young. When, when when we had John McClure on to start the uh, season, and he kind of said that, I don't know what I've got. I know i got some talented kids. They just haven't had a whole lot of time on the field at the varsity level. You had a couple. And so there are a lot of question marks about how are some of these kids going to step up, how are they going to develop once the season starts, when the competition gets stout, are they going to man up or are they going to break? I think he learned a lot this year. Our, our, our thought at the very beginning was, gosh, if you get in the playoffs, it's been a good year this year as young as they were. You get in the playoffs and you win a series, you got them some playoff experience on top of having a pretty good year. Not bad at all. Yeah, they had some seniors that really stepped up and played that, you know, they didn't – it was, like you said, question marks on where they'd be playing, if they'd be playing, and – the seniors, as Coach McClure said, you know, really passed the torch down to the next group. And, you know, the Texas high baseball tradition didn't fall off. It just passed the torch on to the next group of kids. And that next group, you know, um, you'll have a pretty decent uh, senior class next year. And then really that freshman and sophomore class we have right now is really the core of the 
of the team going forward. So uh, nothing but good things looking forward for Texas High. Which, you know, like I said, at the beginning of this year, we weren't sure. Kind of all holding our breath going, all right, are they any good? Are they... Got out of the gate. Had a loss early, I think. Yep. A bad loss early. We, we did. We had a, a real bad loss uh, in the uh, tournament in uh, Louisiana. Yeah. Shreveport. Yeah. Uh, but then turned it around and di- uh, did well and then started district. And, you know, we had we got, won our first district game. And then we had Murderer's Row of, you know, uh, White House, Longview, and Hallsville. And then we started rattling some wins off and beat, you know, White House and beat Longview. And, you know, it was it was really fun to have, be a little bit of a part of that team this year, even more than I have been in the past. It's, it was just – it was really fun to be a part of and a bunch of good kids and even better men leading those, those kids on the field. And I'll talk about that in a minute, but the bounce back from the Tyler game. Oh, yeah. A, a, a loss that – kind of shocked everybody wasn't there and paying attention to it because Tyler obviously had a pitcher that I don't think anybody else actually had seen uh and and their record leading into that game was dismal Very and so bad. you kind of t- count that as all right well the Tigers are going to go down Tyler and, and win this game pretty easy and come back and just you know mow we talked about it you mow through the bottom part of the district because at the time this conversation was about can the Tigers qualify to get in the postseason? Yeah, can, can you can get they the get four a four spot? Can you get the four, right? You exactly. beat the teams under you. You lose to the teams over you. You're going to be number four. And then you lose to Tyler, and you're like, oh, crap, now what? You're going to have to pull off an upset of some of the somebody up top to make up for that. And they bounced back after the Tyler game and did exactly that. Yeah, Actually got it right. It was a turning point of the year because they could have just laid down. They could have just went, oh, what was me? We can't, you know, we're not very good. We lost to this team. But they hit that challenge head on and just went out there and started stringing some wins together. And, you know, that White House game at home against the number two team in the state ranked at the time was just awesome. I mean, those players believed Coach McClure had them ready to go. And they believed they could win all week. And they come out and they put a beating on them that made them honestly lose focus for their next game. They yep. lose the next game. and Well, they had Hallsville coming up Yeah, they had Hallsville right? on Friday, and then they lose that game. And, you know, they go from being undefeated and uh, district champs to losing the district championship at home because, we, you know, we were motivated enough to give it to them. As, as much as we might have overlooked Tyler, it probably did us favors – Sure. For a White House going, oh, they lost to Tyler? Sure. We just smoked Tyler. Well, about 11 to nothing. Tigers right. got beat by Tyler. That's an easy win. Right. And You, you and, can't go into a game like that. Right. And when we played the first game at their place, we jumped out to a lead, and, you know, they crawled back and came back and beat us. And it was the same thing we did at home. And I, it was just every time they scored something, we'd match them and, and put more than what they put up and just kept building that lead. And, it was it was really really awesome to watch and the crowd was in it too it was real good seniors who are going to be leaving yeah cody reese uh you know lucky to have him back who had been injured who had been injured in football yeah. um dallin bristow catching uh our catcher um don Rayleigh, first baseman ian Kreit, left fielder um dj who was the 
guy off the bench and uh, pinch runner, courtesy runner, playing the outfield. Um, you know, those guys just did amazing to, yeah. again, pass that torch along to um, the next group of kids coming up. All right. We're going to take a break. It's about 28 and a half after five. We'll see if I can't get the phone reset and get Jerry Stanford on the phone. We'll try that in the next segment. Listening to Leaving the Yard, Chuck Zack, Dodger Danny Williams here on the fan 1079. down economy with a sense of protecting every penny you worked so hard for to achieve the all-american dream let stewart title with over 150 years title experience handle every step of the closing process to give you peace of mind the vast resources and customer experience is second to none if it's your first house commercial real estate transaction or refinance stewart title texarkana will provide that peace of mind call 903-832-3720 to schedule your time today Okay, everybody knows all the things you can do in an Arkansas State Park, like hiking, canoeing, mountain biking, swimming, fishing, and so on. But did you know there are almost as many ways to stay? Choose from luxurious lodges, scenic campsites, quirky yurts, and now camper cabins, an affordable way to get outdoors but still have the comforts of home. Pick your park, your place to stay, and plan your next adventure, all at ArkansasStateParks.com. Brought to you by this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. Texarkana Entertainment District wants you to have a great time while you're downtown. So a few things you can and can't do. You can carry out an alcoholic drink from a bar or restaurant, but you can't carry one in. You can have cans or cups of alcoholic drinks, but no glass containers. You do have to be over 21, and you can plan for a designated driver or taxi as needed, but you can't carry an open container into that vehicle. Texarkana Entertainment District is open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. and Sunday from 11 a.m. to midnight. Have a great time. I'm Dr. Miller, a dentist and a volunteer for Dental Lifeline Network. DLN is a nonprofit that has helped me literally change the lives of people in my community through the Donated Dental Services Program. DLN asks dentists to volunteer to see just one of the many patients in need each year. If you're a dentist or know a dentist, please share this information. Like me, they can make a real difference in someone's life. DLN makes it easy. Go to willyouseeone.org to learn more. That's willyouseeone.org. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night, and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. 
One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. back we got about uh, 20 uh, 28 minutes till six o'clock leaving the yard zach and the professor well zach and danny williams here on the fan 107 now we're still doing phone operations here well while you're trying to do that jason boston put on the stream that funeral services are at myrtle springs baptist church in go. hooks there it is on thursday at two okay so thank you jason for that i don't think my phone's working just going to be honest well i'm going to do this real fast just see if i get a dial tone if i can hear it if I can hear it, I know we're in money, and I I can't hear anything. I got nothing. Nothing. Our phone's broke. You'd figure with all the uh, donuts we buy in this place, we'd have some phones at work. Yeah, and I just want to add that when I was naming the seniors and you put me on the spot for Texas I, I did. High. Sorry about that. I forgot the our second baseman and number one out of the pen, Alan Cartwright. So, uh, oh, yeah, good job. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I, as soon as you went to commercial, I went, Oh man, I, I know there's another one I'm missing. So, uh, I apologize, but I, I got you in there. Alan. Actually, Alan, it's it's because Mr. Williams hates you. No, <laughs> I have him in class, he's a good kid. No, I don't hate That's him. That's it, right there. No, not at all. You, you mentioned getting a chance to be part of the, the baseball program this yep. year, which for folks who don't know, you played high school baseball in California. Yep. You played college baseball. At Texarkana College. You're in town. And then went to Abilene Christian. And so you've been around it for a long time. You've yep. got your own son now who has, in the last two years, really ramped up. Yep, he loves playing baseball. And I didn't want to coach him. I kind of wanted to stay to the side. But that could not happen. I was just – it couldn't happen. And then you, of all people, were like, hey, why don't you you know think about doing high school stuff? Because I really – hadn't thought about it other than you know helping out with counting pitches or whatever and so I reached out to coach Stanford and coach McClure and just you know asked if I could hang out more around the team and I got the A-OK and you're like a grad assistant yeah like a grad assistant I just show up and do whatever they asked me to do which you know I kind of hang out but um it was so much fun I mean being a part of a team again and that whole thing and you know learning from coach McClure who you know is just a different style coach than I've ever been under um, and learning. Now you need to explain that a little bit because you've been around a handful of coaches in your career. Right. And all my coaches were, you know, were not player coaches. Uh, They were, you know, the Insano, yell at you, scream at you coaches. And I was very impressed with Coach McClure and how well he ran a team and how it was almost run like a, a college program. So uh, learning from him and Coach Minnie and Coach Minner and Coach Watson and all them over there was just really fun to be a part of. I'm figuring Paul's in here probably to fix our phone. 
No, I'm actually putting the log in for tomorrow. You're, you're yeah, you, you, you have no, I have no use for you right now, Paul. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, but anyway, so in your eyes, McClure oh, he's goes a, about it a different way. Oh, he goes about it a great way, and honestly, like of all the teams I've been, a, I, and I'm not blowing smoke because you know I'm a part of it in some form or fashion, but the best coach that I've you know watched coach because. The players were comfortable. Nobody was coming out on the field scared or worried they were going to get benched for making a mistake or or going the extra mile or trying to make a play because, you know, he was always there to, you know, say, hey, it is what it is. We're moving on to the next thing. It's never one play. You know, if he said it one time, he said it a dozen times. It's not one play. You know, it's, it's a culmination of things. You know, you may have, you know, made an error that led to the game-winning run, but something else along the way – brought us to that point so, so so is is in your mind is that the is that the reaction of having a really young team that may not have much confidence and so you give them a lot of room to make mistakes without killing them mm-hmm. if this same group these sophomores and freshmen you say are two years from now and they're juniors and seniors and they've been three and four year guys is it the same John McClure, or you think that John McClure is like, wait a minute now, I'm going to have to chew on these guys because they're seniors. I expect them to be doing this without making these mistakes. Or do you see that's just who he is? No, I think that's just who he is. And, again, like I haven't been out there to see anything but this snapshot of this year, but I did ask Cody before I kind of worked my way more out there, you know, asking him about Coach McClure. And, you know, he's like, man, I love playing for Coach McClure. He's, he's yeah. a He's a player's coach, and so what you get with him, I think, is what he is. Right. And so, I, you know, I can't answer that question, but I just think that's the way Coach McClure coaches. You're probably right. I mean, we know him pretty well. Yeah. He's pretty mild mannered until he gets heated. Then he gets heated and he's funny. Yeah, but that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> it happens enough. <laughs> a handful of times in 15 But usually years. not a kid's. No, about you, something else that's right. random. That's and it's, right. Yeah. <laughs> Not to, not to say it's usually not umpires. It's, it's, yeah. it's got its... My whole board cut off and back on again, which probably means the phone work. Let me see. I'll, I'll, I'll make this bet that they may actually... There it is. Whatever it was, it works now. Fixed. Tell you what, we're going to try Jerry Stanford live then. How about it? We'll, we're going to make it uh, a magical thing here. We'll just... And that's your favorite thing to do is no, it's do my, something it's, live. It's my least favorite thing to do. This is Tony's favorite thing to do. Oh, I know. Tony, Call him on the spot. Tony'd be loving this right now. All right, but I appreciate. I'm I'm sure it's Didi back at the uh, controls that made this work. So let's see if we can't get this to happen. We're gonna put him on live. Hello, Jerry Stanford, Chuck Zach. We got you live on the radio. You got a minute? I do, man. I don't know what happened. It wasn't you. It was us. We actually had to ele- we had to electrocute electrocute the squirrel that was working the board here to make it work. <laughs> I got you. Anyway, uh, I apologize for not being able to get you 25 minutes ago or so, but uh, we certainly wanted to give you a couple of minutes to talk because certainly we were all shocked. You actually, I, I checked my my phone this morning at about 5.30 as I woke up, got out of a dead sleep, and I have a text from you, and I obviously didn't go back to sleep today, telling me that uh, that Keith had passed away. And so I want to give you a little bit of chance, because you've w- worked with him probably closer than anybody else since you've been in town, to give us a, a little bit of a thumbnail about your time with him. I'm one of the first guys I've met uh, seven years now. I've uh, been with Keith, and 
I think one of my probably the second interview I did since being on the job here. And uh, I don't know that there was anybody that just had a truer heart for Texas High, but as much as anything, a truer heart for the kids of Texas High. I mean, I, there wasn't a day that went by that I didn't see the guy wearing something orange. <laughs> I mean, he just he truly cared about these kids and wanted to promote them in a the most positive light possible on I mean, anything that he could find that any of our kids of any sport did. I mean. He did a very thankless job of carrying us on the radio, as you well know what that's like, uh, and just went through it, Not never went through the motions. I mean, he always was wanting the details on every kid, their background, what they're doing, what's their school life like. Uh, just a, a true testament to humility and grace and just uh, the care and love that we should all show a lot more of. We were talking before about uh, Keith's dogged preparation for uh, for. A, calling the game, and B, actually getting to the spot. I don't know how many times you got to a game and he was there before you, but uh, I, I know from our experience and from Tony and I joking about it, we rarely got there if we weren't the last one in, and Keith was usually always the first one on site. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, he he was going to text me. The, I was, that would be my first text every game day. And it didn't matter what sport it was, football, basketball, baseball playoffs. I was going to get a text about Keith being fired up to see Tigers it didn't have, never able to make a game or he was at a girls game doing a playoff game he always wanted to know how the boys were doing and vice versa and he wanted to stay up to date as much as possible and just love talking texas high athletics yeah yeah we i i, I was telling the story uh, first segment that usually when he and i were in different places calling games on the on the drive home we usually were 15 or 20 minutes talking to each other about what we saw what game we called what was good what was bad it, it, there's usually not a friday during football when that didn't happen and and i'm gonna miss the heck out of that no i mean we would get emails throughout the year of just people's just thankfulness for what keith did from canada to relatives of mine and other states to just family members of kids that were you know just couldn't make it that got to hear keith and what he did and just the uh, ability to listen to the tigers live yeah, I I know there's not much anybody can say other than how much we're, we're going to miss him because that to me is is the number one thing. We're, thoughts are certainly with Terry, his wife, and with the family because uh, there's nothing easy about this at all this week. No, I mean, I, it, there's a there's this solemn void right now. We were talking about it in our staff meeting today of just man, what do we do? Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean it's uh, like we said, there's not a value you can put on what Keith did with the amount of pride that he took in the job that he did. I am have mixed feelings about the fact that the baseball season is over. I wish they were still playing, but I'm glad there isn't another game this school year. No, absolutely. I mean, God's timing is everything in our lives, and uh, he, ha- he has a funny way of showing us sometimes, but I, I was glad Keith got to call the last baseball game we played this year. I, mean, yep. I think there's a lot of people who will go out with that memory of seeing him walk in that ballpark. Um and being able to just thank him and uh, his wife for the job that he did. Jerry, I appreciate you very much. I, I know it was a little late in getting you on, but uh, thanks for taking yeah. a minute out of your day and, and giving a chance to kind of recap a couple of things with you about Keith. And uh, No, I appreciate that. The uh, We got the, if you haven't already, so you may have done this, have put out the information concerning the funeral and the viewing and stuff. I don't know if you already have. We did, but certainly feel free to do it again. Yeah, sure. So this Wednesday, uh, from six o'clock to eight o'clock will be the visitation at the chapel uh, wood funeral home and then this thursday at 2 p.m at myrtle springs baptist church uh, will be the funeral session in hooks yep 
And so anybody that's a Texas High fan, we'd love for you to be there wearing orange uh, just in support of Keith and, uh, and, more importantly, his wife and his twin brother right now. Yep. I uh, appreciate you very much, Coach. Thank you, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon, okay? Thanks, sir. No. All right. There you go, Jerry Stanford. He's the head football coach, athletic director over at Texas High, and he's right. He's uh, He spent a lot of hours in that uh, office of his with Keith getting grilled before and after a Friday night game about what was coming next for the Tigers, and so we'll miss that. All right, it's about 15 minutes till 6 o'clock. We're going to take a break. Last one of the evening, and then we'll uh, we'll come back and wrap up the show. Chuck Zach, Dodger Danny Williams, sitting in for Tony Kirk this afternoon. Quick break, and we'll come back here on Leaving the Yard. On the fan, 107.9. Effects of nature. Take a deep breath in and out. Every breath makes you feel closer to nature, and every sip makes nature feel closer to you. Nickelob Ultra Pure Gold, beer in its organic form. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty ILO, leopard pride never dies. Miller Bowie Supply will be having their annual Customer Appreciation Day Friday, May 19th, 1007 West 3rd Street, Texarkana, Texas. We'll be broadcasting live from 11 until 2 with hamburgers, hot dogs, door prizes, and there'll be a one-day sale with big savings on exclusive Purina products. Many vendors will be on site showcasing their products too. Miller Bowie Supply, 1007 West 3rd in Texarkana. Look local first, and you are helping our community. Small business rely on us to look local first, and your support is truly appreciated. Pecan Point Brewing and Gastropub is the perfect place to unwind with a handcrafted beer or cocktail in a family atmosphere. Join them on Whiskey Wednesday for happy hour from 4 to close. Pecan Point Brewing, 213 Main Street in downtown Texarkana. As we age, we sometimes need some extra help. Call Sitters LLC. They'll send the sitter to you. Specializing in home, hospital, nursing home, and assisted living for adults. Call for details. 903-27-2191. Craving real Mexican food? Stop by Juanito's inside Vero's Latino Store at 2106 New Boston Road in Texarkana. Stop teasing your taste buds and get your palate right with authentic Mexican food. And check out the fresh meat market, too, at Vero's. Help local business by looking local first. Every time you make a purchase from a local business, you are helping the entire community. Look local first. If you've ever stood overlooking a bluff on Pettyjean, floated the buffalo, taken a leisurely drive through miles of Delta farmland, or even witnessed a brilliant sunset from your own backyard, you know Arkansas is full of beauty. 
Naturally, that leaves no room for trash. Get litter out of the picture and keep Arkansas in its natural state, clean and green. Visit KeepArkansasBeautiful.com to learn more. A message from this station, the Arkansas Broadcasters Association, and the Keep Arkansas Beautiful Commission. Cancer can feel like something we can't do anything about, but you can. There are screening tests that can catch cancer early when it may be easier to treat. Begin cervical screening at age 25. At 45, start colorectal and breast screening. At 50, discuss lung screening with the doctor. Find resources for free and low-cost screening at cancer.org slash get screened. This is a public service message from the American Cancer Society. Welcome back. 12 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Dodger Danny Williams with you this afternoon as we are carrying home the uh, Tuesday version of the show. Tony Kirk's back in studio tomorrow. Jason Boston's going to be on with him tomorrow during Kirk and Company. And uh, tomorrow afternoon, he'll be back in the studio with me. And uh, <clears throat> Liberty Isle's uh, baseball coach, Zach Fowler, is uh, slated to join us 5.30 tomorrow. Now that we've got the phones working again. Very cool. That should work. Uh, good news, bad news for the Texas Rangers. have come out of the gate hot. Ran into the Braves last night. Best record in the National League. Smacked them around. Yep. The Braves are legit team. 12-0. Rangers, there's your big problem. Pitching, pitching, pitching. And uh, keeping people healthy. Well, we got bad news today on top of it. Uh-oh. Kumar Rocker. Elbow. Tommy John. Yikes. That's why everybody was afraid to draft him that first year he was in the draft. Done for this year. Done for part of next season. Try to rehab the arm. Uh, he'll be good as new. <clears throat> 2025. Yeah, every, every one of these major league pitchers has had at least one Tommy John, so yeah. it'll be all right. They're, but you're right. They The first go-around, he got drafted 10th, Yep. which he actually slid in – the draft because teams were a little leery about how was his arm, and he, he didn't sign. He didn't sign with the Mets when they drafted him because they didn't give him enough money, and they were leery about yeah. how much we invest in this Absolutely. guy. Absolutely. So the Rangers swooped back in last year with a chance to grab him after having grabbed his teammate, you know, lighter from the year before. Absolutely. Kumar Rocker slides into their wheelhouse. Like, all right, here we go. Now we're looking at at least a year. And, and the recovery is getting better and better on, sure. s- on surgeries like Tommy John. Um, but it's still a scary proposition to see what are you going to get when you get him back in a year? Well, it's going to take to get back to where he had been. You know, it's, it's just one of those things now. You know, guy comes up, he may pitch a year or two, and then his arm pops and he's out for a year, year and a half, and then back out there – dominating again i mean it's not every case but um most cases they're throwing harder and they're more successful after tommy john yep so it's not it used to be that you were done done right absolutely and then it used to be well you're not done we can have the surgery and talk to us in you know two maybe three years right now we're looking at it well you're done all this year and probably the beginning of next year it may be a 12-month proposition, and then you should be able to get back in there and start going in. It's amazing how we've gotten better and better and better at this. Well, sure, just like ACL, you know, it used to be your career's uh, over, and now it's, you know, six to eight months. I mean, it's crazy how fast some of these athletes, but these athletes obviously are taking care of their body and 
and you know doing the right things but you know that strain that that elbow is on when a pitcher throws a ball and you know he's throwing 96 97 or harder and then he'll come back and put that same stress on that elbow and it'll hold on I mean for at least you know a couple few years and then boom you can do it again and sit down the same road so it's a it to me it's always such a weird prospect of thinking I'm going to remove this part of my body and I'm going to take it out of this other part and I'm going to put it into this part and I'll be good as new. Right, but it's part of the game now. I mean, you know, we're, the demand is throw harder, throw yeah. harder, yeah. throw harder. It's yeah. max effort. Get everything you can get out of it. And with the biometrics and all the different ways to make sure the spin rate and all that kind of stuff, it's just so much stress on the human body. You've seen guys, young guys now, you've yeah. been around baseball, you watch young guys pitch. Your your son's been in a coach pitch league, Is and, he, and this, now in kid pitch this year in kid pitch. Yep. You, you you watch this and start worrying about, you know, I don't want my kid throwing a breaking ball until this age. Sure, and it's not even just throwing a breaking ball. It's it's just use. I mean, when I was a kid, it was just go out there and. You know, throw as many pitches as you could yeah. for as long as you wanted, and oh, then yeah. three days later, go do the same thing, or yeah. two days later. Now it's you know most leagues have limitations uh, on how many innings you can throw, or how many outs you can get, or how many pitches you can uh, throw total. Um, so it's 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 they're they're harnessing that, and you know I'm very protective of how many pitches my kid throws. Sure. Um, it's you know I my wife and I have put a hard cap on on how many pitches he can throw in a in a given day or in a given weekend because it's not worth it now. No. So what? I mean, you know, I could barely move my arm when I got to high school. You know, I want him to be able to do whatever he wants to do, and if that's pitch or, you know, play the outfield or whatever it may be, you know, playing baseball, he can still do that. If they said to you, UIL called you and said, Dodger Danny, tell me what the pitch number should be for a high school kid to pitch in a week. I think the numbers are really good, right? You now. like 110. I like 110, 110 in a game or in a week, right? I, you know, watching, you know, some of the younger guys pitch, you could tell around 75, 80 pitches they started to get tired, but if they, you know, they, if they could push through it, you know, 100, 105, 110, they were okay. You know, we faced that guy from Lovejoy, and you know, he was at the cap, and he was throwing as hard as he was at the beginning. He's a big body senior, right, right. you know. I mean, so you know, you you want to keep the young guys in mind, but you also don't want to limit a stud who's who can continue to go and can go 125, but you don't want to put you know don't want to put that on them either. What if they age limited it? Like a ninth grader can throw 90, a tenth grader can throw 100, a 11th grader can throw 110, a 12th grader can throw 120. You know, that's you know that's not a bad idea, but. You know, I, you know, that's what I do. I come up with these I'm, ideas. Yeah, but it's like, you know, you could be in ninth grade and be 16 years old and be the same age as a junior, you know, so it's... Well, you and you're right. You can't... I mean, then maybe it's by physical age, not class. Right. So if you're a 16-year-old, you can throw 100. If you're a 17-year-old, you can throw 110. I mean, if we looked at it in those terms, especially <laughs> if this conversation's about the development of the elbow, right. and while growth plates are still moving around... That we limit how much, you know. I, I, I know if you're a coach out there, you don't like some governing body telling you what you can and can't do with your kids. No, because I know there's at the lower levels, it's really tough with that 110 limit. Because I remember um, talking with one of my uh, colleagues that came through Texas High, and he had one kid, 
and he threw in a three game series I think he threw like 200 and some odd pitches and this is in the last 10 years yeah so I mean I think the way they're going about it is better I like a limit uh, as long as it's a limit across the board and everybody's got to play by the same rules there you go uh, we got about a minute. Last things to clean up before we uh, get out of here today. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers fired Doc Rivers today. Kind of had the inkling that it was either going to be James Harden or Doc Rivers. One of the two was going to be gone. Now it's the coach. We'll see if the player stays. Tonight's the NBA draft lottery. Not the draft, but they do the lottery tonight. we got the playoffs resuming this evening. And uh, we'll have the lottery of who's going to get what pick in the draft for the Mavericks losing at the end to try to guarantee oh they had a top 10 draft choice. Right. Because if you have that, you get to pick this year. If it was beyond 10, you weren't going to get the pick the Knicks were going to get it. Well, they finished in the top thir- or the bottom 13. The draft lottery, if it's kind to of the Mavericks tonight, they'll have a top 10 pick. If it's not kind to of the Mavericks, it may be number 11, which means the Knicks would own their draft choice and the Mavericks won't get one this year. Oops. Oops is right. That's tonight's uh, stuff to watch. Along with the heavy fines that the team got. Yeah. And, of course, Stars won last night. Yep. Awesome stuff. Got rid of the Kraken. So it'll be the Stars and the Knights in the uh, Western Conference Finals in the NHL. Sounds like fun. We're out of time. Appreciate you coming in. Appreciate being here. Tough day. Appreciate uh, Jerry Stanford for being on with us for a few minutes today to kind of recap things with uh, with Key Shooting. Again, uh, visitation tomorrow night, 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock over at uh, Chapelwood. We're done for today. Don't forget uh, Tony Kirk with Jason Boston tomorrow on Kirk & Company right here, 7 o'clock on The Fan 1079. You guys have a good night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. In sports, five games were